Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Asia Town Voice. Asia Town Voice is an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's eighty-eight point seven FM radio. We're on here every Sunday from seven to eight p.m. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education. And, ev- and events in Northeast Ohio. Asia Town Voice is volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. My name is Yin Tang. My nickname is the Normal Host. I'm here with Johnny Wu. Hello. He is the Ghost Host because.、Uh, Uh, some episodes he just kind of stays in the background and pops in every now and then. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately, DJ Alexicon will not be able to join us today, so we're going to give him a shout out. Shout out! Hello, DJ. <laughs> Enjoying this from the comfort of his home. Now,、um, today we're going to talk a little bit about an upcoming、uh, fan movie. Yes, it's called Trace. It's a Doctor Who fan film、yes. episode,、uh, webisode rather. A webisode, so you're not going to have it on DVD. Well, we're going to try to get this more like a YouTube,、uh, a five minutes, a ten minutes kind of thing, and then get it out there, and building a lots of audiences, and then have a good time with it. So, how are you involved with this? I I、um, I'm a filmmaker, as you already know, and probably most of the people who've been listening my name. Interesting, I had、uh, no idea. Really, <laughs> joking. He disappears. Okay, no, come back. <laughs> so yeah, as a filmmaker,、uh, I've been doing a lot of movies since nineteen ninety eight. I've done feature film, short film, some music video, blah blah blah.、Um, f- most of my film has been、uh, played on film festivals, and couple being being sold and made some money out of out of it. So it's Kind of good, and at one point in my life, I just want to do some fan film.、Mm-hmm. A fan film, basically being speaking, is a movie to pay tribute of a, a character or another movie or another、uh, anything that you like. So, for example, you can make a fan film of Yan Tang. Woo! Are you going to? No. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Somebody out there can, right? Yes. <laughs> Uh, or you can make a movie about Superman and so on, which、and、you have, right? Yes, I have.、Um, and I was there at the opening yes, ceremony. Yes, you did. Did you enjoy yes. it? Yes, I liked the beer.、Yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> so you know, I, I've been doing a lot of DC fan films、uh, because I liked Superman. I originally the first movie I, short film I did was a、uh, a Joker's card.、Mm-hmm. It was basically supposed to be Batman Robin kind of movies,、uh-huh. but the problem I had was the costume cost three hundred fifty dollar. Oh man! And I I didn't want to buy cheap one. I want to get good one. So, I have decided to make it a little bit more. I said off. Spring of the superheroes. So you have Batman's son, Joker's son,、um, uh. and、uh, Poison Ivy's daughter, Wonder Woman's daughter,、uh, Mister Freeze's son, and so on, and make a more comedy parody style. Got it. It got really, really big.、Um, uh, we were very surprised that、uh, when it was premiered,、um, it actually shut down the server that was show- screening. Really?、Them. Yeah. It、no、was、way. so crowded and. It wants a lots of words. It played a lots of places, and that was the reason why、uh, people started pay attention to Johnny Wu. Yeah. So my name got out there, and people enjoyed it, and I started make more movies, and、um, eventually decided two years ago did a Superman fan film、mm-hmm. that again did really well. Yeah.、Um, a little bit different from most of Superman you see. We actually have a lot more action than most Superman fan films you see. It was very serious. Yes. So.、Um, And then we decided, you know, after that, was very successful. Everybody's like, "You do a, do another Superman、uh, part two or whatever." Like, you know, I want to do something different now. 
So it's been always in my mind to, to do a Doctor Who fan film because I, I never, love Doctor I, yeah, Who. Yeah, I never pegged you as a Doctor Who fan, though. <laughs> I'm a sci-fi geek, but well, I don't yeah, tell anybody but, about it. I mean, we could tell you're a sci-fi geek, but no, I never pegged you for a Doctor Who fan. I, I like it. I, I enjoy that show a lot. I mean, I can sit there and listen to it, and I can tell everybody to be, sh- you know, be quiet so I understand what <laughs> you're talking quiet. about. Or yeah. you're going to fade away with your movie. That's right. <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs> and turn on my, wife, my iPhone or iPad to watch it. So, yeah, yeah and then... Um, after talking to a few of my friends in the UK, and then it's like, okay, you know, it's it's time to do something like that. I found out there's a a few TARDIS available in really? this area. A few. Do they really? Eight foot tall. I, wow. So, <laughs> and and before I decided to do the fan film, I was like, you know, we should probably do something. I, I like martial art movies. You yeah. probably know that too. Yes. Because I'm a martial artist myself. Well, besides all the swords laying around your studio. You know? Yeah. <laughs> In my house. And his house. Yeah. So um, after that, you know, I was like, let's do another martial art movie, but I want to make it interesting. So I want to do a martial art comedy musical. It's a musical? Not this one, but that'll be my next project. Okay. So to build up to that experience about doing a, ber- a better mu- uh, martial movie, I said to myself, I should do a little short fight to you know five minutes on a web episode to see how we can go with martial art fighting. So you know to build you know and then because of that I was like you know let's let's build a more audience perspective. Let's add in a Doctor Who yeah. uh, perspective of it. So yeah. you know because of that Trace was born. Uh, we have Justin and Jason. They they play two assassin ninja kind of warriors. They're definitely ninjas. Huh? <laughs> I saw the trailer. They're definitely ninjas. But they're not really called ninjas. But you know, you know later down the road the stories. Oh. So there's a lot of conflict in story back and forth. Wait, five minutes. Isn't that the entire trailer length that I watched? It's, it felt like it was longer than five minutes. The trailer, the teaser is only 30 seconds. Really? Yeah. It seems really long. Mm, really? Yeah. yeah you, 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 you may be seeing what I was editing here, probably. Probably. I've probably seen the, a couple of the scenes over yeah. and over. You may be that, too. So, you know, that's after that, um, we decided to do the Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. And the first episode will be very interesting enough or say that um, it will make you want to see more. So why is it called Trace? Um, I want to make something interesting. In the word Trace, you can put a dot between each word and become some kind of a... Acronym? Yeah. But... How I'm is not, that? I'm not telling everybody yet the acronym, what it means, okay. but it will come out later. Oh, building up the suspense. That's the whole idea. Everybody has to go see the movie now. Yeah. Or the webisode. Webisode. And maybe the third or sixth, fourth episode. So how many webisodes do you plan on making? I'm thinking of making about uh, 12 to 15 of this one. Are, is there going to be a lot of action every single one? No, no. no? I, uh, like, for example, this yes, one have a yes, lot of action. Yes, yes. No, unfortunately, <laughs> no. Because I don't think I, I, I probably will alienate a lot of fan. So I want to make it build it up. So... Uh, this episode, lots of fight sequence. The next one might be more dialogue-based, might mm-hmm. more uh, intelligence, uh, script-based. And then the next one will be more about the past or the future, depending how I want to go. Because this is actually the middle of the storyline. Mm-hmm. So now you, had, you can go backwards or go forward. Hmm. Like every other TV show they've seen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it's kind of like Star Wars where it starts from the middle. Oh, gee, don't compare me with Star Wars. <laughs> Wait, I thought, I thought you were a sci-fi fan. Yes, but Star Wars was great, was good until Mr. Lucas decided to do more and more and more and more and more Ooh, and more and more and more. 
Um, that's the same thing I say to a lot of filmmakers. If you finish a project, don't dwell on, you know, dwell on it and stay on that. You know, go and do something else. You know, if I were George Lucas and there was that much more money in doing three more, I would take the money and do three more. <laughs> well, do something different though, different stories, not just the Star Wars. Epi- but but that's what people wanted. Yeah, that's because of, yeah. But I would have done it. Probably, I mean, I don't want somebody else to do it after I die. Well, yeah, well, the, the problem with Star Wars is not because they, he, he did more. He did the same one, enhanced it more. So you have Star Wars, one, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. And then he enhanced it, make it extended version, enhanced it to have more stuff in there. So he just, not just reinvent himself, it just... Oh, I see what you mean. It's, it's just retelling, repackaging something. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I thought they were very different. No, uh, yeah. Go watch the first first original Star Wars four five six. Yeah, I did. And then watch the new version of Star Wars four five six, and then the digital. Well, version oh, you mean there's a new six. version of four five six? Oh, I haven't. I didn't know that. I didn't know there were new versions. It's just my my taste. I I think a filmmaker need to advance and had to get move forward. So he remade four five and six. Not remade, but retouch. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. He added more uh, characters and certain one. He added he more did? digital digital How? scenes, technology. Technology has been helping him to say because he didn't like what he had before, so he wanted to add more scenes there but, or more more animated characters to make it more alive. But how do you talk to? Yeah, uh, that's technology magic. All right, now, now I'm curious. Magic. I'm going to go watch it out of curi- curiosity. Go, go check it out. Check out <laughs> the, the first one. one. Check out the second. The, the I didn't new know one. he remade those. He not re- It's not really called or, remade. Yeah, it's more retouch. Them. Yeah. So, um, speaking of which, are you the director? You just said filmmaker earlier. Can you yes. t- tell us it, exactly? The, the reason I use the word filmmaker is because it's covered almost every part of a filmmaking process. Mm-hmm. From proce- uh, producing, planning, script writing, to shooting it, uh, directing it, editing it, and marketing it. Wow. So that's a whole package. Um, I don't like to call myself just a director because then that basically have no life. Because most directors are starving artists. Oh, yeah. They don't get jobs because everybody wants to be a director. So, but if you have a skill, my skill will be producing or editing because mm-hmm. I know how to produce. Cleveland Asian Festival, for example, is one of the things that I help produce, and a couple other stuff I do. But like you would do you too. really call that a production, though? I would it call is a it production. more of a planning. A pr- yeah. Anything related yeah. planning is production. Okay, I see what you mean. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So I, Lisa Wong, hen hen, when are you going to come to the show? Yes, Lisa Wong. When are you going to come and be re-interviewed by us? Yes, and uh, she is a producer. Yes, she, she produced. A event she produced the Asian Town Center Lunar New Year event like we do for the Asia Plaza. Mm-hmm. So that's a producer job. Interesting. I'm a producer too. Yes, you are. I just learned something today. And you can when you do the show and any dance show, if you do the planning part, you are producing a, a event. Usually, the kids just call me boss lady or teacher lady or bossy lady. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I guess that's the unofficial title of a producer is bossy lady. <laughs> it is. It is. That's usually the title. title. And, and in radio and TV, it's a little bit different. A producer basically being a PA, mm-hmm. kind of in a way. And they're probably going to hate me for this. But most of the time when you hear somebody call a producer on the radio or TV, it's always always a like an intern got calling to do something, to plan something for the for the show, which is technically speaking a correct title. But also in my personal view it may feel cheapen the the, the title of the pro the, or the thing what do you what do you mean um it, like for example um in tv shows you on tv program you know live tv show or ellen or uh, uh or senior hall and so on you're gonna have a person who is in charge of 
coordinating, making phone calls, and talking to people and coordinating them to be on the show. Mm-hmm. So usually they gave him the title of producer because they are the one who produced the show. Mm-hmm. So us, we are producing this show, so we are a producer. So most of the time they find it, they find a, an intern or a person who have very limited experience so they can oh, learn how to do it. Oh, I see. So these people, uh, this uh, can be talented, can be probably not. Sometimes they, they screw up. They will go and, uh, and do the planning for, for the the uh, per TV personality and so on, or the show, and get everything done. Very good example, we have a TV station last year. Remember that uh, we were supposed to meet with them at a certain time, and their producer, quote-unquote, uh, didn't respond to email, didn't make any phone calls until the TV personality had to call us directly to set everything up. I, I don't remember. I'm not going to mention name because then we could backfire and hurt us. I'm going to... Talk about uh, we'll talk about this later. Yes. I don't remember. It happened. It happened to me twice. But we were actually on the show eventually, right? We did. Okay. But because we talked to the talent directly instead of the producer because she, uh, she kept make messing things up. She kept giving me a phone, wrong phone number to call, which every time I call, it just a disconnected number. Interesting. The, pro- the quote-unquote producer gave you the wrong number. Right. I see. The intern slash producer. Yeah. Got it. And I found out that she was an intern. So, hey, you know, they had to learn something. It does happen that way. So anyway, um, you, I heard you have a show coming out, right? Yes. Um, actually, by the time this airs, it would already be over. Okay. So, so we can skip that. Okay. It's not that big of a deal. Ignore that. Yeah, ignore that. So going back to Trace, um, we have, we're going to have a big premiere on May 7. Mm-hmm. That's a Wednesday. Ooh. At the Atlas Cinema Lakeshore 7 Theater. We have the uh, one at the small theater which sit about 150 people. And you can go and watch not only this premiere of this movie, you can watch the other two fan films that I have made. The Superman one? Superman one, and then the other one, the the Batman Offspring, uh, a Joker's card. Wait, wait, wait. Can you repeat that again? May 7th? May 7th at 7 o'clock at Atlas Cinema, Lakeshore 7. At Lakeshore 7. You know, I did send you an invite. You did? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not just for me to put in my phone right now as you're speaking, but it's also for our <laughs> listeners. Okay. So. <laughs> now, the very important thing, because it has very limited seat- seatings for our tickets, you need to go. It's free. It's actually free, but you need to go to tracethedoctor.eventbrite.com. Tracethedoctor.eventbrite.com. Bright is B R I T E. Doctor dot event bright. I am totally putting this on my phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so trace the doctor dot eventbright dot com. It's seven p.m. on May seventh. That's easy to remember at the Lakeshore Seven Atlas Cinema. Yep, that's all. Seven, that's seven, all seven. Yeah, five seven seven. <laughs> so wow. it's all all meant to be something eventually. Hopefully, this will be like the next big thing. Well, we'll see what happens, but you know, just. Make it there. I hope that you and Eric can make it. Oh, yes. Your Assassin's Creed costume. Maybe we can get Justin to wear it. Oh. You we, think he'll fit into it? Are we still talking in this? Yes. This can totally go on air. So why is he wearing my outfit? Because Raymond's too tall and you both too... <laughs> 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 um, my cousin... Yes. One's too tall. One's not going to fit in it. He's one's six foot two. One's... Almost six foot. So this can go still. We're still in the radio. Yes. Okay. This can go on the radio. Okay. So we're talking about <laughs> costume. Why? Um, because 
I, I'm sorry, Yubo, if you thought I was going to say something else, I stopped myself. Anyway, we're talking about costumes because this year, new to the Cleveland Asian Festival, we're going to test the waters and try to attract the younger crowd. We're going to have a cosplay fashion show. Now, this isn't like those big uh, blowout cosplay sessions that you might see at Comic-Con or any of the other major uh, anime conventions. This is just going to be small. It's kind of like an introduction to cosplay. Um, we'll take popular animation, popular... Um, video games and uh, just have people cosplay the more popular characters. Now, um, a bunch of my uh, dancers and I, were going to do a fairly older anime that uh, some of us grew up with. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to tell you what it is, but if you keep posted to our Facebook, we will post pictures soon. And um, also some video games as well. Uh, one video game that we have is Final Fantasy X. We have a Lulu. Hmm. So Lulu, and it's actually not my costume. This girl, I have a Lulu costume, but this girl actually has her own Lulu costume. And it's more professionally made than my costume because I made mine myself when I was low on funds in college. And <laughs> hers looks pretty professional. Um, and other than that, I'm, I'm just going to keep it quiet for now because we want to keep it mostly a surprise. So if mm, you don't okay. know what cosplay is and you're curious about it, please uh, come check it out. It's Saturday at 6.15 p.m. on the uh, Horseshoe stage. Yes, and you can also wear cosplay to my premiere. You may also cosplay to Johnny's pr premiere, preferably if you dress as a uh, Dalek. Ooh. That would be cool, That'd wouldn't be it? That would be so cool. I actually, um, one of the the models said that she knows a, a baby with a, a dialect oh, costume. Oh, that would be so much fun. I know. But uh, a good surprise is at the premiere, we're going to have a TARDIS there. Are you really? Yes. That's so cool. They're going to set out the TARDIS, and Doctor Who will be there so people can take any picture with it. You know, at the last uh, movie uh, opening party that you had, I think Aaron and I were the only ones who really dressed up. Yeah, for the Superman one? No way. Well, Cynthia a, wore a Superman actually, costume. Actually, uh, there's another lady. And, um Councilwoman Yvonne oh, Conwell. That's right. She dressed up. Was was she the one in the Superman costume? No, she was in, uh, uh, I think it's old pink or old green. The Superman costume was Gladys. Gladys from Gladys, Glen, Glenville. Oh, I thought it was Cynthia, but my bad. Not not Gladys. Someone, it's someone from the Glenville. Of, this uh, was like three years ago. That's why we're having trouble remembering. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we also want everybody to know May 6th is election day. So we want to encourage everybody, especially Asian Americans in Cleveland, to go out and vote. Uh, you can vote in person or in mail in the ballot if they, they are voting absentees. Uh, it's very important because if you want to make a difference in this community, you need to go out and vote and make a stand. Otherwise, uh, you cannot complain. Yes, official... when bad things happen <laughs> or things yeah, that you things. don't like happen. <laughs> yes. I should rephrase that. Not bad things, but things that you don't want. Yeah, if you don't like certain things and you didn't go out and vote, it's your it's own too bad. fault. Yes, my ballot's actually sitting on my kitchen table. I just have to find time to... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's right. I got mail. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I'm doing it by mail, so I can there actually go. research some more at home. There you go. And um, another quick note, um, May 3rd, uh, there is a comic book gallery show. It's free. Nice. And so since we're talking about cosplay, fan film, everything else, I can just plug this in. Carol and John's Comic Shop over there in uh, Lorraine Avenue mm -hmm. in Cleveland, um, they're having a comic book day free comic book day and they're going to have lots of booth and lots of things going on uh, the TARDIS will be there and certain people nice. will show up dressed as a Superman so do you so. rent the TARDIS or no we got fortunate enough the Doctor Who Society of Cleveland there's a society there's that's a society crazy. in every city oh my goodness I didn't know that now you know yeah so you know, so you were talking about cosplay these are the people you need to talk to they know everybody else no 
That's so cool. No, actually, there was a suggestion to bring in some Doctor Who cosplayers. I'm like, well, for the first year, you know, since this is the Asian festival, yeah. why don't we stick with a majority of the costumes being Asian video okay. games and anime? But for next year... Something to think about. Wink, yeah, wink. Def- <laughs> definitely they can... Uh, I'm very sure she can set up. In fact, you can tell, talk to her sure. uh, with Carol, and then they may be able to set up the festival. Yeah. I Maybe we could, I could talk to them at your event. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's still before the festival. Now you can force you to go. I am going to go. <laughs> you had to get the tickets. Oh. There's only 39 tickets left. At tracethedoctor.eventbrite.com? Correct. Okay. Only 39 tickets left. So 39 tickets? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. What channels do you advertise through? Uh, Facebook. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's only Facebook and friends and, and people we know. So. Um, actually, speaking of uh, events, um, let me get a little bit preemptive right now. I'm currently am putting on a production. I can call myself a producer now. Yes, you that are. I, instead of bossy lady, that'd be that'd be great. You well, get the program. Well. You see, boss lady. And no, see, bossy. <laughs> shh, bossy lady. <laughs> was it Yinzilla? I don't know. Wow. What was it? John Abbas was here with Instant Noodles in 2012, and he leans across in front of me and talks to Aaron who's sitting on my other side he's like so tell me is this girl a bridezilla and before I open my mouth he's like shh I want to hear it from him wow <laughs> and did he say anything he's like well she's kind of a yinzilla all the time <laughs> <Yinzilla>. <laughs> so my jaw drops and I'm like well he's right <laughs> but um but about this production it's going to come out shortly after the uh, mid-autumn festival which is also known as the moon festival and um well there's a lot of stories and fairy tales and folklore surrounding the moon festival but we're going to do a production telling the story of um one of the many stories the one of uh the the fairy flying to the moon Chang'e. that's a um it's a the the prince uh not the prince the mistress the king's mistress. We kind of changed the story a little bit. Okay. We changed it so that she, because we it, we want to make it family friendly so with she children. Will be a princess. She's not a mistress. She's his soulmate. Oh. Yes. How we want to keep it PG. Okay, that so works. So, I think mistress is definitely not a PG thing, and I guess while we're here, stopping briefly before we take our break, I'll give you the quick version of the original story. Okay. And then for those of you who are curious, we'll probably start selling tickets in the middle of summer. Um, this will probably be a late September production or early October, and you'll see how we've adapted it. We will include the original story or the PG version of it in the program book. So as the original story goes, once upon a time in the ancient lands when the Earth was still young, the great heavenly... Um, I guess the fairy godmother of the sky uh, was in charge of setting up so the plants would grow. So she had 10 of her fairies, uh, which were sons, actually, 10 of her literally little boy sons. Um, She gave them chariots to ride so they can ride it across the sky. But they were supposed to go out one at a time each day so the sun would, you know, shine on the crops and give life to earth. So for hundreds of thousands of years, each of the boys would come out one at a time on their chariots. But one day they got a little bit rambunctious, like, hey, I don't know why we have to go out one at a time. So all 10 of the sons decided to come out and play in the sun at the, or in the sky at the same time. So unfortunately, if you imagine, you know, 10 burning suns in the sky, this caused pretty bad devastation. It, it, caused, it caused heat waves everywhere. The crops were burning. People were, you know, getting heat stroke. And uh, they prayed for her to do something about it. So she says, well, well, 
you know, they're my sons. I don't really want to harm them or anything. So then one of the heroes from a, a land, a borderlands, he was a famous archer. So he was given these magic arrows、um, many, many years ago by the fairy godmother of the sky. So even though she didn't want to do anything to stop her sons, he used the magic arrows and shot down. You know, nine of the ten sons, until only one of them was left, and this one son was so petrified that he decided to behave and promised to behave for the rest of time. So that's why we only have one son in our sky right now,、oh. and it's the same one. <laughs> you know, if it's like a, a geocentric、uh, theory. <laughs> Sounds a little bit like a sad story. It, it is a very sad story, but we're going to try to brighten it up. So you guys are performing based on the story. Yes,、oh, that's and that's only、cool. the intro. That's that's done in like the first three scenes. So what am I?、Uh, what are we going to be seeing in this per- this performance? Well, you're going to be seeing、um, my dance group, and I'm also teaming up with the Rising Star Acrobatic Dance Group.、Um, they're a bunch of little children. Okay. And you're going to see it's kind of like a, a local studio production. Yeah. Only with the twists, and it, you'll get to、uh, hear an Asian fairy tale. In the Maybe、process. we can hit a dragon. Oh, it depends on、uh, whether or not OCA will get enough people together to do the dragon.、Just、help us get a lot of people. That's. Going to the topic, into the dragon.、Uh, we actually Cleveland finally, after f- about thirty years or forty years of not having a dragon, we I finally got a dragon dance tr-、uh, costume. Yes. Yes. Now,、uh, lots of listener probably thinks the dragon is the two man things that you see every Chinese New Year. The lion dance. That's a lion dance.、Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people make a mistake, but that's it's that is not what we have. We have a dragon, an actual dragon that、mm-hmm. you had to have seven nine people. I'm sorry, nine people to run it. Nine people running dragon, and we are teaching the course how to run the dragon, how to maneuver, how to jump like a、uh, like a like a rope through、mm-hmm. each other,、uh, how to maneuver the、uh, the pearl ball and、mm-hmm. the flag all together. And we started the class this、uh, on actually we started the class on April nineteenth.、Mm-hmm. Thank you. And that will be a eight hour eight courses. Each of course will be two hours, and then we will we'll be performing the Cleveland Asian Festival.、Uh, so. Hopefully we can perform at the Cleveland Natural History Museum the、oh, week、nice. after, and maybe at your performance. The week after? Yeah. I'm getting my teeth pulled. On Saturday. On the Friday before. Oh. Well, I, maybe I'll go, but I'll be、go. on drugs. You'll be on drugs, but you can go. <laughs> But anyway, the, if I could just finish really quickly、yes. the story about the fairy goddess. Sure, sorry, sorry. So you know, as a reward for actually saving the humans, you know, the fairy godmother of the sky realized she was wrong. So she lined up all the beautiful maidens in the world and allowed him to pick one to be his、um, second wife. Actually, I don't know if second, but one of his many wives. So he picked this girl named Changhe. But、um, in some versions, she was just naive and just innocently, you know, kind of airheaded.、Uh, but in other versions, she was conniving and was selfish. But either way, to kind of commemorate his heroism, she. Gave her、um, and him each a magic pill that gave them immortality. So she said to have them take it whenever they were ready. But of course, Hoi was you know fighting in distant lands and he wasn't at home. So、uh, either by accident, by misunderstanding,、um, or on purpose, Changhe took both of the pills. But you know there was a side effect. She was immortal, but at the same time she couldn't live on Earth anymore. She started floating off into the sky.、Um, but the moon's gravity. You know, caught her and she got pulled onto the moon, and she lives there now with her、uh, pet, the jade rabbit.、Mm-hmm. So, that's good, nice. yes, but we have a much happier version. Okay, that's good. Yes. <laughs> so, everybody, if、uh, listening to this and you want to join, learn the dragon dance, and maybe be part of Yan Tang's performance, woo!、Uh, go to OCA. Listen to Bossy Lady. <laughs> yeah, listen to the Bossy Lady. <laughs> go to ocagc.org, and you can sign up there right away.、Um, yeah. That's O as in organization, C as in community, 
and A as in advocacy dot o r g. No, o c a g c dot org. <laughs> Organization of Community Advocacy of Greater, Greater Cleveland dot org. O c a g c dot org. There we go. <laughs> All right. Um, before I start getting even more bossy, we're going to take a break, play you some music, and we'll come back.
Asia Town Voice is an hour-long nonprofit program on WJCU's 88.7 FM radio. We're on every Sunday at 7 o'clock. This hour-long program provides you with an inside look at the Asian American and Pacific Islander Americans community, culture, education, and events going on in Northeast Ohio. We're volunteer-based, and we hope that you, the listener, will enjoy our program and give your support to WJCU. This way, we can continue to provide many voices with many choices to you. I'm here with Johnny Wu, Hello. the ghost host. And uh, my name is Yin Tang, and I guess I've assumed the name Bossy Lady as my host name. That's my nickname. Uh, so is that your new nickname? I now? guess so. We've been looking for one for the last two months. Uh, DJ Lexicon said he was going to think of one for me, but uh, <laughs> I think that's very appropriate now. Bossy lady? Yes. But I'm not that bossy. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what have I done? So um, some of the things that um, I was thinking about when I was helping to. Uh, put together the schedule for performances at the Cleveland Asian Festival was how many countries are there in the Asian continent, or rather Ooh. what countries in particular? And what I was debating on putting in, but decided at the last minute not to, was uh, a Russian act. Because, well, Russia is a part of Asia. Is it, right? Yes, yes it is. Why didn't you... Well, because okay, of the so whole thing with the Ukraine going on right now, I oh, didn't want it to be politically political, sensitive. Yeah, okay, that's true. And no, none, no at Russian act applied this year. So, okay. so here's a question, and maybe everybody will gonna ask: What are the different countries that are associated to Asia, or part of Asia, rather? Oh, there are a lot of them. I'm looking at the map right now in front of me. Um, it goes as far west as uh, Lebanon. So, um, go ahead and start reading a few. Oh wow. Okay, so let's start with Asia Minor, which is uh, easily forgotten as a part of Asia. So I see here Lebanon, Turkey. Actually, we do have a belly dance group this year. Um, Troop Shabana, she was actually performing last year as well. She does Turkish and Egyptian uh, belly dancing and other Middle Eastern belly dancing styles. And she's been teaching and dancing for over 14 years. Um, even though Egypt is a part of Africa, still, it's in that region. Um, so I'm really excited that we have representation from the Middle East over there. Because, mm -hmm. uh, yes, they are part of uh, Asia. <laughs> yes. um, Syria, Iraq, Armenia. I did not know Armenia was a part of Asia. Shame on me. Wow, I learned something today. Georgia, Azerbaijan, uh, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, Afghanistan, Kyrgyzstan, Kazakhstan, Iran, Yemen, Oman, Pakistan, India, of course, Nepal. And Bangladesh, um, here it says Myanmar, but really it's Burma right now. Myanmar. Or was it? Was it Myanmar. That's correct. That's not Burma. But now it's... Is it Burma? Yes. But it, they, they, they had a name change a few years ago, I think about a decade ago. Um, and of course, uh, Thailand, Vietnam, Cambodia, Malaysia, Singapore, and the Philippines. Don't worry, DJ Lexicon, I didn't forget. Um... And of course, Japan, the Koreas, Mongolia, and last but not least, China. Yes. And by the way, something that was interesting that was taught to us, um, you know, in Chinese summer camps in China, and my sister said they actually taught it in elementary school in China too, oh. is uh, when they were learning the geography of China, they say, look at it as a chicken, like a hen. Um, the tail and the fluffy feathers are on the left, the head with the beak is on the right, and there is the comb on the head, and the little yodel thing under its neck. And it's sitting down, um, keeping the eggs warm. Wow. I guess the eggs would be... What's that little island called at the bottom? No idea. Hainan, though. I don't know. Hainan? Uh, the island of Hainan. The, the island down there? Yeah, what you say? Hainan is Hainan. I failed Chinese geography. 
Shame on you. I know. Don't actually, worry. I never I, really had Chinese geography. When I was a kid, I didn't even pay attention to class anyway. Yeah, that's right. You actually went to school a little bit in Taiwan. <gasps> Shame on you. <laughs> no, I mean, you, know, you said you were, you grew up in Panama, so. Yeah, well, I, I, you didn't see me so calm, so quiet, and so not, not uh, emotionally upset very often. Uh-huh. Because when I was a kid, I'm always the troublemaker. Oh, that makes sense. The makes quiet sense. ones are always the ones with a troubled past. Because you, know, <laughs> because you grew over it, you're just like a binder, dada, you don't care anymore kind of attitude. Well, you see, you know, we kind of know this because you told us a story about how you would always spend your uh, yearly allowance on buying firecrackers at, at Lunar New Year. So yeah. we kind of guessed that. I was that. one of the kids, and when I was in Taiwan, I would be putting up a cape and riding my bicycle. All a the cape? Way. My, my favorite towel, blanket. I have a blankie. Really? Yeah, Aww. I still have it. Were you the youngest in your family? No, I'm the oldest. I thought your sister was older. No, she's five oh, years. You're the older. oldest, and yeah. you were that much trouble. Yeah. Sheesh. I hope my kids. I run away you. from home a few times. Have you really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I did a lot of crazy stuff when I was a kid. So, being been there, you know, experience it and understand how life is. I mean, the people in Taiwan always tell my parents that like, you know, this kid when he grow up, he will be a, a gangster. You kind of are a gangster in the movie world. Shut up, bossy I don't know. girl. Shh. <laughs> bossy lady. Okay, bossy lady. <laughs> or Yinzilla, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of like the ring of but that it, one. It's, it's, you know, it's something kind of funny because my, my, we live in a very diplomatic environment. So everybody around us are diplomats. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a, it is a community very fierce in the sense of we are competing against each other mm-hmm. to say, my son can do this and this. this. Oh. What can your son do? I see. And my mom always, I always had the lowest grade in my class. We have 60-something students in the class, and I always have the lowest you? grade. Mm-hmm. No way. Because I skip class all the time. Oh. I run out and go in, you know, a frog hunting. Frog uh, hunting. Gambling. <laughs> you were gambling bit. as a little kid. You're terrible. <laughs> yeah, I was very bad. Yeah, and now Johnny was all quiet, well-behaved. Leader of the Asian community here, pretty much. Being there and that kind of thing, so you know, yeah. you just don't want to do it more. So I, I have very, very bad temper. I was very mean. You know, I beat up people. No way! Martial arts skill? Come on. I shouldn't say that much. Well, this is okay. We're going to change your name to Bully. <laughs> Instead of the ghost host, you're going to be the Bully. I, I was a Bully back then, too. That's yes. terrible. Where it was, I mean, your average height, was everybody else just really short, really much smaller than you? I don't know. No. I just have happened to have the meanest look. Really? Maybe. Okay, for those of you who have never met Johnny Wu face to face, um, we think he looks like a turtle. I don't think turtles are very mean. Oh my god! <laughs> who told you that I look at turtles? Aaron, he thought you looked like a turtle. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and on Facebook, you posted the picture of the turtle because there was a lot, a lot of uh, is, uh, there was a few people started calling me a box turtle. Why? Because they said that I was I was very calm, very relaxed, and just looked like a box turtle. So all my friends started joking about that all the time. So you know, I I followed the joke. You know, you joke you joke about yourself would be fun. Yeah. So I did the same thing too. I can't believe, Aaron, you dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sorry. You didn't hear from me. You, you cannot say that on over the radio. But this is a jokingly speaking. You're dead. <laughs> In fact, actually, I'm not gonna make you dead. I'm gonna make you work so hard at the Cleveland Asian Festival <laughs> that you're gonna make beg for mercy. <laughs> Don't tell him I told you. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> I gotta, t- I gotta p- post it on Facebook right now. <laughs> but I mean, it's more your posture than anything. Turtle. I mean, when you're relaxed, you're always like this. 
Yeah, because that's my, how my dad relaxes. Really? Every old people relax. But you're not that old. I'm getting old. I, mean, <laughs> I feel old. <laughs> I didn't mean that old as in okay. Anyway, bossy lady. And also, like the the ridge of your nose, it comes forward like a turtle. I don't think. Wow. It's, I don't think it's a bad thing. <laughs> I'm just saying. It, okay, we're getting off topic. I'm just trying to say I I would I, I would not peg you. Wow. To be the bully. Wow. This is this is this is. Oh uh, my goodness. This is the pickle Johnny you. Show. I'm gonna stop talking now. <laughs> Not what only she is bossy, about? she's also pretty much a bully <laughs> here right now. <laughs> well, as long as we're focused on you, I was a pretty bad kid too growing up. Yeah, I know. I remember. <laughs> oh, crap! I forgot. <laughs> Last year, I think sometime this time we also talk about you running around when you were eight years old or something at the old stage. You see big event, jumping, screaming, dancing, shouting, singing. Who? On stage while we eating. The lady behind me. What? No, the boss lady just no? sitting in front of me. No, no, I don't remember this. Mm-hmm. Sure. Ah. <laughs> uh. But you know, it's it's actually built character. The good thing about being being having a, have experienced all this is you know about your life, you know what happened to your life, and you can write a story, and you can write a storybook, and then you know how life would be. Not like certain people who never experienced this stuff and then write a story about it, and their script and their story of. Uh, the dialogues of these characters it will be horrible because they make it um, uh, based the way they think with how they would talk. But you and I, for example, we have been through so much. We actually learn uh, know about the story that when you write a, a little story, you can connect with the story. I do write. I See? do have a book published. Told ya. It's on Amazon. You guys and can look it up. Which is about? <laughs> it's a sci-fi novel. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not very proud of it, so I won't tell you what it is. But um, but if if you can figure out what it's called, it it does have some Chinese mythology in there. Um, you can Google my name Yin Tang, and then you can Google. I don't know if you have to Google the entire title, but just Google the word Phoenix, and uh, yeah. But don't read it because it's not my best work. You're so quiet there right now. I am. <clears throat> I'm um, trying not. I'm trying really hard not to be bossy. I'm I'm trying. <laughs> not anymore. No, no, it's not my natural self. So, um, uh, there's another cool event since we're talking about different country, uh, Asia county uh, countries. There's a Silk Road, uh, the traveling Silk Road exhibit mm-hmm. coming up, starting in May 30th at the Natural Cleveland Natural, uh, Cleveland Museum of Natural History. I think that flies behind you somewhere on the table. Uh, basically, it's a very exciting. Uh, uh, story about the Silk Road experience, about you know how it happened a thousand years ago, uh, going through different cities from China all the way to um, Persia or Iran. I think it's all the way to Iran. Iran was Persia. Persia. Yeah. So I went through that, and um, this this is quite interesting because I, being a martial artist, I was I'm always curious about uh, the different wars between different countries. So one thing I was thinking, well, I was wondering about, what would happen if Rome and China had met? In war? You know, Rome had the one of the <sighs> yeah, biggest, yeah. Ar- and China have a very strong strategy, yeah. strategic army. So if they had met, what would happen? Who's going to win the war? You know, in some of the movies I've seen, like Hero and Curse of the Golden Flower, yeah. they kind of use that strategy that was taught to us when they teach about Roman uh, fighting strategies where yes. they have the shields. So, did that, was that really a Chinese strategy, or did they just adopt it for the movies? They sake? are Chinese. There's a lot of, you know, because the, the book of uh, Sun Tzu, the war, the war book, the book of war. It's Art actually, of War. 
the other world, sorry, mm -hmm. was created 2,800 years ago. Mm -hmm. So it will actually have a lot of strategy on how to fight. It was used mostly in China. While at the same time, in, in Rome, there is extremely, you know, uh, wonderful uh, um, war military militaries generals and can know how to fight. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons I've been told by scholars was the reason they didn't meet each other or fight because the Persian blocked the entrance between two worlds. The Persians had a pretty strong army too. Right, because they had they they do all the business with with the Silk Road. Mm -hmm. They decide they, they make sure that both world is not connected. Oh, so the if middle. the two of them were connected, they would overtake Persia. Yeah. That's very clever. It's very important. So they become the middleman in, 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 in controlling the both sides, which is kind of interesting yeah. because that's like they use uh, economy and business to do what's on the military. Hmm. I did not know that. That's that's really fascinating. You know, it never occurred to me. Discovery Channel. I, <laughs> is that why? I'm like, I don't usually think about war, but... Or History Channel. Either one of those. I should I should get that channel. Yeah. Sometimes I watch documentaries. It's interesting and, how they say that things. But yes, actually, that's how I... Um, I mean, I knew there were pyramids in China, but, you know, I mean, I knew that they were like man-made hills, but I didn't know that much about the pyramids and the fact they're actually built for burials. And yeah. then, you know, documentaries, they really do... Qing Suwang always have a huge palace. Oh, yeah. It's um his was never completed uh, because it, it cost too much in yes. labor and it time also, and it, resources. I don't think the whole thing was discovered either. No, so. I mean there's like lakes and rivers of mercury, which I you know what I I don't remember the Chinese uh, mythology or theory behind mercury. It's something like heaven. It's like because they think that the Milky Way is out of, made out of mercury too or something. I have no idea. Yeah, that's that's something I'm not a hundred percent familiar on. Yeah. There's a lot of um, myths and folklore out there, and uh, I will only be doing one this fall. <laughs> Still looking for an auditorium at this time, but um, it's not going to be a huge production. Um, I think it'll be a modest-sized one. It's mostly about just getting the story out there and just something for people to do once the weather starts cooling so down. So you're looking for an auditorium to, for the September event? Cleveland Public Theater's stage is too small, oh. unfortunately. I would have loved to have done it That would there. be a nice place to do it. Yeah. I'm also thinking about contacting the Confucius Institute about uh, one of the Cleveland State stages mm -hmm. in the uh, main classroom building. Yeah. But I'm going to wait till after the Asian Festival. Yeah. It might be too overwhelming right now. But, the, I uh, think they'll be very much all, all for it. Yeah, I think it'll be great. I mean, um, the the ones I could find pictures of is the Weichin Auditorium, and unfortunately that, that won't work because it's for music. Mm. And there was another auditorium as well. But I do remember vaguely that inside of the main classroom building there were two, like, normal stages with curtains mm. and everything. Yes, there is. Because I, I, I performed on one of them many years ago. I think I was 12. I think the Weichin Theater uh, uh, Auditorium. Yeah, that, that one's for, for music. There's no um, curtains or anything. There's no uh, backstage. There's just doors. It's more uh, for orchestra. The main, main class one, the one that they did the uh, CPEA. I, I unfortunately I've never caught any of their performances. Okay. I've been to their dinners, but okay. I, I unfortunately it's I was nice always late. Have curtains, yes. They do have curtains. Yes. Cool, nice. But the sound system is kind of crappy. Not not anybody fault is CPA. Uh, not CPA fault is CSU probably has. The day that was there, uh, it was just limited technology. One of the speaker blown out. Oh no. Well, luckily, everything I have is on MP3s that we can easily plug in. And guess who's narrating go. the story pre-recorded? Who? Me. <laughs> 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 who else? You know, I have I have this wonderful radio skills, and hopefully, all our fans. <laughs> no wonder you're the bossy lady. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm free. I'll do it for free. That's why. <laughs> There's a lot of people can do it for free. Well, I mean, 
and I mean, there's more control. It's like a time efficiency thing as well. Yeah, so I just true. do it at home. So. Okay, that's good. But um, but it looks like we're at the top of our hour today, and um, I think DJ Lexicon's gonna play some music for you, and we'll catch everybody else next week. Yep. See you guys. See ya. Bye bye. Bye. I'm the bossy lady. Ha. Oh. <laughs>